Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us once again for another episode of the Playsheet Podcast. Uh, This week, I'm not joined by my good friend Joe, who is currently, well, I assume delivering a baby. We haven't heard back from him yet, haven't heard the good news, but congratulations to him for when that finally happens. In the meantime, however, I am joined by a previous special co-host, which is my brother James. James, welcome to the show. I'm back, baby, for the Christmas special. As my brother said, congratulations to Joe, hopefully, and look forward to hearing the good news. So, James, we won't waste time. It's, as you mentioned, a bit of a Christmas special here. People have got leftover turkey to eat and lots of football to be watching. So we'll make it a bit of a snapshot episode. Just talk about a few of the uh, changing shifts in the NFL and some important news. A little bit of a roundup. Now, with Joe not here to bat for the Vikings and to dump all over Green Bay, I'm going to take this as my opportunity to talk about Green Bay. I mean, for Green Bay recently, it has been the perfect storm. A team that we thought were well and out of the race have suddenly found themselves in a situation where they are still, you know, mathematically in with a chance of making playoffs just two games from the end of the season. There was a loss from the Lions this week, a loss from the Seahawks, uh, who have gone on a bit of a losing streak now. We've had a Commander's loss, a Giants loss. So this kind of conference run-in to who's going to take the wildcard spot is wide open at the moment, but they have a few tough divisional matchups left against the Vikings this week and then following up against the Lions, who are a team that they're competing against to, to make it in. James, I mean, what are your thoughts on how this has all turned out, really? Well, to be honest, uh, it's come as a massive surprise to me. And I'm sure as a neutral that Green Bay haven't been a team that everyone's been looking at or, or watching. And it's almost snuck up on, on the rest of the league. As you said, there's been a lot of losses that have gone their way, which have been uh, not unexpected. You know, the Seahawks always felt like they were on the downward trajectory. The commanders have been up and down. But the Giants were, were flying and they've really dropped off. And, and Green Bay, until I sort of, we discussed this before the before the podcast, I didn't even know they were in with a shout, so this one's really snuck up on me. But I would say with Green Bay, you know, that on, on the podcast previously this year, there's been a lot of chat around, do you drop Rodgers? Do you bring in Love? Is it time to give him a run? And, uh, you know, because of the contracts, you've sort of discussed keeping Rodgers. But i just like to ask, is this going to be the year where... Green Bay almost limping instead of being one of the top runners and actually with all the pressure off them does Rodgers make a little run and do they have a go at a Super Bowl or is that completely wishful thinking yeah I mean that's a really good question I think look I think there is a chance they limp in but I think it would be exactly that it would be limping in they have not looked strong on a number of levels. I mean, I would argue they've struggled offensively all season. Yes, they're stringing a few wins together at the moment, but they're not comfortable wins. And I think defensively, there's been a lot to ask for. Now, in their win against the Dolphins this weekend, the first half of the game, they looked desperate. They looked really bad defensively. And and then the secondary came out and they managed to switch it on. They forced a number of turnovers. I mean, some people might even argue that it was a case of two a throwing it away more than it was Green Bay stepping up but 
I, I do think it is a limp in. Look, you know, maybe Rogers is one of those quarterbacks that doesn't do so well under pressure. Um, he always seems to choke it a little bit when it comes to those big, important games where Green Bay are considered the favourite. But I think if they did manage to sneak it in, I still don't have high hopes for them putting together a, a big, long run and getting on to the point of sneaking in. I think. I still think that's going to be a very difficult challenge. They've got the Vikings next week, who, as we know, are doing tremendously well. They still have a lot to play for. You know, they've got San Fran still breathing down their neck, who are continuing to win with their third choice quarterback. So they can't, they, they're not ready to give up second place yet and roll out a soft team. They also won't want Green Bay in, in the playoffs. That's a bitter rivalry there. And then, even if by some miracle they manage to beat the Vikings this coming week, they then have to beat the Lions, who, as we've spoken about before, with Aaron Glenn in place, he's been a real difference maker. And the Lions have looked good defensively ever since he's come in, really. And I think my concern is Green Bay have struggled offensively. And I think whilst they might put up some points against the Vikings because defensively they've not looked great. We know the Vikings can score against Green Bay quite at will at the moment and most teams in fairness. And then when it comes to the Lions, I think they may struggle to put up big points against the Lions because defensively they started to click a bit better now and Rodgers isn't firing on all cylinders. All good points. So, Stick your neck on the line. Who are the two teams that are going through in the NFC? Oh, look, you're painting me into a corner here, Jim. You know Joe and I aren't a mad fan of making predictions on this show. But listen, I think looking at strength of schedule, because that's the best indication we've got at the moment now, certainly this far into the season where you can get a bit of a sense for who's good and who's not so good. Commanders have it tough, really tough. They've got, I mean, the Browns, which... They could do, but then they've got the Cowboys and they're already sitting at 7-7-1. I'm not sure they make it. Giants, they've got the best record at the moment at 8-6-1. And they've got the Colts to play, who, as we know, are not the best of the teams, but they've then got the Eagles. And then you've got the Seahawks, who are sat at 7-8. and eight. They have the Jets and the Rams, both very winnable games. The Rams have looked a little bit better with Baker Mayfield in the mix, but I just don't know how solid they will be. Um, So I think the Seahawks could look to sneak in with the 49ers there. And then in the NFC North, you've got the Lions and the Packers. We've mentioned Packers have two potentially tough games. Lions, on the other hand, they've got to play the Bears and us. So if I was to pick... I would say we're looking at probably Lions, Seahawks or Giants. They'd be my three in terms of the run-in that we've got there. I think it will be too much for the Washington Commanders and the Packers personally. Yeah, I mean, agreed on the schedule point. I do have, I know they've got a a tough run-in. I'm not sold on the new offense and structure behind the Browns, which I think the Commanders will win. Obviously, very difficult final game. But I, I don't know why. I've just got a sneaky feeling they, they catch fire and, and have a good run in. I, I like their defense. And, you know, I think Dotson's catching a bit of fire, the rookie, and, and they've had a few injuries come back. 
So I, I'm just going to say as a bit of a hot take, the Commanders might sneak in. Okay, there we go. Well, look, speaking of Green Bay as much as I have done, let's take a little look at Green Bay's ex-offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who's just lost the head coaching job over at Denver. And I suppose the question I want to ask you, James, is do you think that's fair? I mean, he was deemed not good enough at Green Bay when we went out in the divisional round at home to San Francisco. He then gets the head job at Denver with Russell Wilson, who seemed to be having a successful run at the Seahawks, but he's now stinking out the state of Colorado at the moment. So does he deserve to go? Is he the man whose head should be on the chopping block? Or do you think there's other things at play there? It's hard to separate Wilson from this one uh, I, I've always been a, a huge fan of Wilson I guess when I first came into the NFL as a fan you know it was around the time the the Seahawks had the Legion of Boom and Wilson was firing and running all over the place and making outstanding plays and they were just fun to watch as a neutral so for me this is this is been a real sad state of affairs and when he went to Denver you know everyone believed that was the key to take Denver over the top and as I said I think it's hard to separate these two because it has been a massive disappointment I do look at that wide receiver room and it doesn't look that strong I'm not trying to defend Wilson but there's been a lot of drops not only that there's been a lot of penalty flags on the O-line false starts all over the place and hard to say if that that's lack of familiarity with Wilson or just boneheaded plays but that's really cost them any momentum but it it's just been a disaster from start to finish and when you're in that kind of a situation and you've spent all that money on a quarterback the head coach has got to go I don't think it's a surprise I think the only surprise is it's potentially not sooner but yeah, for me, this this is a no-brainer. I would like to see where they go from here, whether Wilson sort of rediscovers it next year or this is just a complete failed experiment. But this Denver team is far too good to be in the position they are and and I think you can only look at the head coach. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that, James. Uh, look, you've raised a range of valid points there. It's not just a head coaching issue. There's a lot of things going on there in Denver. But as you rightly pointed out, you know, they've got a very solid defense. They are on paper a good team and they should be performing a lot better than this. I think that from a personnel point of view, there's other areas that Denver need to be looking at and reconsidering whether they deserve a place in that team, both from a coaching staff point of view, but also on the field. Um, but that being said, head coach is responsible for a lot of those decisions and helping to, if something's broken, if something's not working, fixing that. And there's been no adjustment from that point of view. You know, I'm sure if Joe was here, he would talk about how Wilson has been letting the team down a fair bit, not going through his reads, not doing what a solid quarterback should be doing. But then as a head coach, you need to be instilling that in him. And if you can't, you need to be looking at other players that you bring in in place of him or you need to be working with your offensive coordinator to look at different packages and different plays that Wilson is better suited to to hitting his mark on and something's not working here I think that more people should be looked at to leave than just Nathaniel Hackett but I agree with you his position's untenable and I think he has to go so 
very quickly, James, let's wrap up this episode and look at a few other areas of the league where there's there's a bit of interest at the moment. Bengals and Ravens. So both one weekend just gone. That keeps it super close for the fight for the AFC North. They play each other for the final game of the season in two games time. So providing that the Ravens don't lose while the Bengals win this week, we're in for a bit of a corker of a final game there. It could come down to that head to head. It could. And I think we all like it to. I think we'd, you know, be really into that final game of the season with all of that on the line. However, I really don't believe it will be that close if that if it does come down to that game. I think the Bengals have really caught fire. They obviously had that spell where, where Chase was on the sidelines with the hamstring injury and stuttered a little bit. They also kind of really didn't pick up where they left off um, from the Super Bowl at the start of the season. Took a little while to get together. But now they are firing Chase has come back they look like they've got all areas of the game under control the defense is stepping up the O-line's giving Burrows those extra few seconds and he's picking all over the field he's he's picking his passes and 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 getting the touchdowns so for me the Bengals are right back in the Super Bowl conversation and I think whatever happens whether it comes down to the last game which we'd all like I think the Bengals have got this one in the bag. Do you disagree? I know you guys are quite big fans of the Ravens. They've, they've been able to keep picking up wins with Jackson out. Jackson probably will be back for that last game. Not sure on that one. What What's your thoughts? Do you think it'll be closer? Uh, look, I think it's exactly that. They have a game against the Steelers this weekend, which Lamar Jackson's not expected to be back for. So it's vital that they pick up a, a win there, really. It's certainly a winnable game for the Ravens. They've been picking up wins without Jackson. It's doable. They need to rely a lot on their running game, obviously, without their star quarterback. But providing he comes back for that game, I suppose it's really going to come down to what condition he's going to be in. I think if he's been kept out and rested well enough and he's in a fit enough condition to return to Bengals in full force, I think it could be a real knockout game. Bengals have bills this week, so that'll be a real, real test. As you said, Bengals have been firing on all cylinders recently. They look back to the form that they had coming off the Super Bowl the previous year. As Joe's mentioned on the podcast before, they reinforced their offensive line, which really wasn't clicking towards the start of the season. But Joe kept saying, you know, eventually it has to click. Something has to change. They've got pieces in there that should be performing a lot better as a whole than they are currently performing as individuals. And I think we're starting to see that now. If they win against the Bills, then yeah, you might take a look at that and you might go, you know what, Ravens with a Lamar Jackson returning are really going to struggle here. But a loss to the Bills and a win to the Ravens puts them on level pegging then going into that final game. And anything can happen so look I'm hopeful as a I suppose a neutral fan in this scenario that we get Lamar Jackson that it's going to be a close game and we see two really solid AFC teams go head to head so here's for hoping and then keeping it in the AFC James Jets lost to the Jags this week has near enough seen them play themselves out of playoff contention I suppose Joe and I we've touched on the Jets and their fall from grace slightly over the last couple of episodes but 
Jaguars, James, they've sort of risen from the ashes a little bit, had a stinker of a start of the season, and they're starting to find a little bit of form now to the point where they currently hold pole position in what is a very poor AFC South. What's your view on the Jags and their chances? Absolutely love it. The Jags obviously have that London NFL team feel to them. Uh, They've been coming over to London for a number of years and sort of deemed London's franchise. So I've always had an eye on them, always liked them as your second team, if you will. And the Trevor Lawrence debacle that was last year was really sad to see. It definitely appeared like he was going to be one of these generational talents. You know, the LeBron James equivalent in the NFL, a can't fail pick, all these things. And then to see him come in and, and really struggle albeit with a sort of weak offensive unit, but still nonetheless not be this messiah or this great hope for the NFL was quite sad to see. And seeing Doug Peterson come in, and it's taken a little bit of time, but what nurturing him, you see the high fives, the pats on the back, building his confidence, and now just seeing him work, you know, the last few weeks. He's had some unbelievable drives, to come back from games or to finish games off under real pressure. But you can just see that look in his eyes now. He's really, really firing. And and look, it's not all down to him. You know, he's really got that connection with Ingram. And uh, they've sorted out the running back issue, kind of just moved Robinson and just opened it up. And they just, they look good. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Great to see Lawrence back and just giving you that little taste so that he might be what we all hoped. And yeah, couldn't be happier for them. I really, really hope they sneak in the playoffs and, and build from here. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm not so sure it'll be a sneak in, to be honest. They are leading their division at the moment. Uh, they get to play the Texans this week. That's a great matchup. Meanwhile, the team just behind them and equaling their record is the Titans. And they've got to go in and play the Cowboys. So it, it feels like everything is set for the Jaguars to maybe take the playoff position as top spot of the AFC South. And I totally agree with you. I think from a British fan point of view, everyone's got a bit of a soft spot for the Jaguars. As you said, they're the London team. They've been here every single year. They try hard. They try and give the fans everything. And as you mentioned, it was a bit of an absolute just car crash last season what with everything that happened with Urban Myers and Lawrence not hitting his mark you're absolutely right this connection now with Peterson he's regaining his confidence and and you're starting to see a little bit what you saw from him in college and I think as fans of the sport in general everyone wants to see him make that move up everyone wants to see him make that progression and I think we're seeing something great here in the Jags I think it's a real kind of fairy tale story for the neutral you know the AFC South has a lot of teams that Colts are terrible at the moment Texans are terrible at the moment Titans I mean for several years they've simply relied on Henry so I think to have an exciting team like the Jags come in and mix things up it's it's sort of what we want to see so yeah really excited for that we'll definitely be keeping an eye on the Texans game this weekend and even the Titans Cowboys game just to see how that pans out would love to see them go through as the top team in the AFC South but there we have it, James. I feel we've given a good wrap up of what's been seen the weekend just gone and what's on its way up. 
pleasure to talk football with you. As we mentioned, wishing Joe all the best and we'll speak to you all again next week. All the best, Joe, and hope everyone had a good Christmas and a happy new year.